Now today we're continuing our message series which I've entitled Biblical Parenting. We're learning how to help our children grow into God-honoring adults. And today we're going to be talking about parenting seasons. As children grow and develop, the way that we parent them must also change to be age-appropriate. Children grow from infants to preschool to elementary to adolescent to young adults, and each age corresponds to a different parenting season in which God's Word must be applied in different ways. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, and I'd encourage you to take out the white page in the middle of your bulletins. It uh, has the outline right here, as well as the verses written out on the back are study questions that you can that some of the life groups are following, and you can also do in your own personal study to dig in a little bit deeper. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And so there are seasons in life. And there are also seasons in families as children grow and develop. What worked with infants obviously isn't going to work with teenagers. What works with an adolescent isn't going to work with a toddler. And so many families have several children at different ages. And so that makes parenting challenging as children need to be treated differently in their different seasons of development. Now, my wife Carol and I heard a useful illustration or helpful illustration many years ago about how to parent through the different seasons of a child's life. And that illustration was called Parenting within a funnel. So there's a funnel up there. And so let's think about the shape of a funnel. At the bottom, the funnel is narrow, and as it goes towards the top, it widens out gradually. It gets wider and wider. And so this funnel is meant to represent the different seasons or stages of development of children, and then the freedom that they are given by their parents. And so the bottom, the purple part of the funnel, represents an infant just coming into a family. An infant, an infant is uh, carefully watched. They're carefully controlled. You don't give choices to an infant. I mean, they can't even make choices. So you decide everything about uh, what the infant does. The environment of an infant is controlled. They're kept in cribs and, and kept away from anything that might hurt them. It's very carefully controlled so that they are kept safe. Now, as a child grows and matures, as they develop, they're given more freedom. They're given more choices, uh, choices that they can handle themselves. But as a parent, we set boundaries of what a child can and cannot do at every stage. That's very important. And so the funnel, as a child grows and develops, it goes upward, gets wider and wider until the top, uh, close to the top of the funnel, I guess here we have orange, as we'll see today, would be the young adult stage. They should be able to make most of their own choices. Of course, they should still listen to the counsel of their parents. But basically, this funnel is representing an increased amount of freedom that's given to children as they grow and develop age appropriately. And so in a family, problems arise when you give a young child too much freedom and also if you give an older child too little freedom. And so it needs to be balanced as we go through life. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. 
And so this verse is a, a conditional promise. It's in the first part is a command. We are to train up a child in the way that he wants to go. No, no I got it wrong. It's just the way he should go. Uh, we don't train up children the way they want to do. We train them up in the way God wants them to be trained, in the way they should go, in God's way. The last part of the verse is a promise. It's that a properly trained child who has developed a relationship with God will continue to walk in God's ways even when they're old. Proverbs 29.15 says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. And so without godly parenting, children will grow up to be foolish and they're going to bring shame to their parents. On the other hand, a child who is parented with godly discipline will grow up to be wise, bringing honor to God and to his parents. And so God is the one who creates children. God is the one who gives responsibility to raising children to their parents. And a parent's job is to raise them for God and send them out into the world on their God-given mission in life. And so today we're going to look briefly at four different parenting seasons. The first is the preschool season. And this is the season from infant through age five. And during this season, consistency is of the most important. Being consistent in your treatment of the child over these years. We see here that we have the preschool season illustrated by the purple or narrowest part of the funnel. That's a season of least freedom for the child, but obviously even from zero to five, that funnel has to increase. You give the child more freedom as, as they grow older. How are we to be consistent with our children in the preschool season? Be consistent in love. Psalm 22.9 says, yet you who are he, speaking of God, who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. And so parents in this season need to be consistent in loving their child, loving their infant, their toddler, providing for them, protecting them. And as a parent is consistent in those things, the child learns about what God is like. The child learns that God is consistent in his love, that God is consistent in his protection, that God is consistent in his provision, that they can trust God just as they trust their parents. And so a mother's care for her infant helps that infant begin to understand what God is like and to trust him. These are the years when a mother especially spends a lot of time one-on-one -on -one with the child. And during that season, it's important to pray and to read God's word as an important part of that time together. Not only should the parent be consistent in love, they must also be consistent in discipline. Proverbs 22.15 says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. And so contrary to popular opinion, uh, children aren't born little angels. The Bible teaches that from little on, folly or sin is in the heart of every child. A child has something inside of them that desires to do the wrong thing. A child has something inside of them from little on that finds no easier to say than yes. A child has 
something in them that makes them want to disobey rather than obey their parents. And so children do not automatically know the right thing to do. And that's where parents come in. That's why parental discipline is so important. Discipline is simply lovingly setting boundaries for the child. And that's kind of what that funnel represents as well. As well. Setting the, the boundaries, the God-given boundaries for that child at their age that's appropriate for their age. And then we reward obedience as the child keeps within those boundaries and we punish disobedience with respect to those boundaries as well. And the boundaries and the discipline need to be consistent and enforced with love. So the most common mistake that new parents make is giving infants too much freedom rather than setting consistent boundaries and schedules. One example is uh, parents using demand feeding, uh, letting the, child, the infant eat whenever the infant wants to eat, uh, rather than being in control of the feeding schedule as a parent. Uh, demand feeding often leads to future behavior problems. Feeding an infant on a parent-directed schedule helps the infant feel secure and it helps them to establish, uh, helps the parent to establish the importance of consistency. Now, as a child grows into the toddler phase, there's obviously more freedom that's given to them, but you must be careful not to give children too many choices. Uh, parents who even give toddlers endless choices with regard to what to eat, when to go to sleep, uh, and so on, are going to have ongoing obedience issues. Uh, those things need to be set by the parents, and the child needs to learn to, to function within those parameters. So be consistent in love and discipline in the pre-school uh, pre age, setting age-appropriate boundaries. The next season is the pre-teen season, uh, represented by the blue in the funnel, the season from ages 6 through 12. Child will now be going to school, either at home in a private or a public school. And so the key activity of a parent in this season is to encourage the children. Now, of course, the things we talked about uh, in the preschool also apply here. We need, you need to be consistent in love. You need to be consistent in discipline as well. And we're going to be talking about discipline in next week, disciplining children in this series on biblical parenting. How do we encourage our preteens while well, we encourage their growth? 1 Samuel 2.26. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and also with man. This is also uh, spoken of Jesus as he grew. But here we see the young prophet Samuel growing physically and growing in his relationship with God and with other people. And so as parents, we are to encourage our children to grow in these three areas. The first area is physically. We need to encourage right eating and physical exercise. Now, with the advent of computers, computer games, television, smartphones, uh, the lack of right eating and exercise is, or has, not is, has led to an epidemic of obesity in children. And this is not good for the children or for their, their future uh, adult life. And so as parents, it's, it's uh, helpful or essential for us to, 
to watch over our children, set boundaries with respect to right eating and physical exercise. Secondly, as parents, we need to encourage our children in developing friendships with other, other uh, children, especially their age, and making sure that those relationships are, are uh, beneficial to the children. And finally, and most importantly, we ought to encourage our children in their relationship with God. This preteen age is a, is a very important season. It's the season in which most children in Christian homes make a commitment to Jesus Christ in the years 6 through 12. And so this is the season that you should talk to your children about who Jesus is, what it means that he died on the cross, and all the things related to making a decision to become a believer, praying for them. Of course, you can't make that decision for them, but as you as a parent teach them about what God's Word says, about what Jesus has done for them, they will make that decision. <clears throat> and as we talked about last Sunday, then you train your child up in what it means to develop their relationship with God. By this age, 6 through 12, they know how to read. They can read, of course, the, the reading capacity will greatly increase from 6 to 12, but they can read the Bible. They need to have their own time with God, reading God's Word and praying uh, each and every day in the early years with you and later on by themselves. Train your children to learn how to handle money. Uh, receive an allowance, how to spend money, how to save money, how to give 10% as they're tied to the church and offerings above that. Children that learn how to tithe and give money to the church when they're little in this age range will be blessed by God and they'll continue to do it as they earn more and more money and it'll just be part of their life encouraging their growth. Secondly, encourage right actions. Proverbs 20.11 says, Even a child makes himself known by his acts, by whether his conduct is pure and upright. And so children in the preteen season, 6 through 12, uh, are establishing or should be establishing their reputation. They should begin to be known for being believers, for being followers of Jesus Christ. They should be known for doing things that are pure and upright rather than causing problems and mischief. And so wrong actions or right actions, things that are pure and upright should be encouraged, should be rewarded by the parents. And of course, wrong actions should be discouraged and disciplined for. But as a parent, we need to strive that we're doing more encouragement than discipline and discouragement, although... Children are not all the same, <laughs> and some need a little more encouragement than others, and some need a little more discipline than others, and so you need to do what's right for the child. And so at this stage of growth and development in the preteen age, children should begin to do the right things without being told every time. You know, if your children only do the right things when you tell them by the age of 12, you're in trouble, okay? Something has gone haywire in your parenting. They should be developing godly habits, both in their relationship with God and their relationship with other people. Uh, in a family, they should have chores that they should be doing, and they should do them cheerfully at the proper time. When they are around friends outside the family, they should be examples of what a Christian child should be. And so this preteen season is an incredibly important time in a in a child's development, a time in which you build the foundation of godly character, in which 
their relationship with Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior is developed, and they begin to build up upon that foundation. And we help our preteens by encouraging them to grow in the right direction. Next season is the teen season, represented by green in the funnel. It's the years from 13 to 18, the middle and high school years. Uh, this is the season where, as a parent, you're going to reap, for better or worse, how you've parented the first 12 years. Um, if you follow biblical principles in the first 12 years, then the teen years will be years of great joy. If you have not, uh, you're going to have a lot of work to do in the teen years to get your children back on track uh, with God. But the key principle in parenting the teen years, as, as the funnel widens and the, and the teens are given more freedom, given more choices, is the importance of communication. As parents, you must keep the channels of communication open during the teen years. Communicate with our teens, first of all, by example. Proverbs 20, verse 7 says, The righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. And so as our teaching and training of children should always be by word and by example, the importance of communicating by example is, is really amplified in the teen years. Teenagers will quickly, they're smart, okay? Don't underestimate teenagers. They will quickly pick up on a disconnect between what you say and what you do. And if what you do contradicts what you say, then what you say will have little effect, a little impact on their lives. Now notice in Proverbs 20, verse 7, it says that when a parent is righteous, when a parent walks in integrity, his children will be blessed after him. Now why is that? Well, it's because they're going to learn from their parents' example. Their parents walk in righteousness and integrity. They're going to learn, and the child is going to walk in righteousness and integrity as they follow their parents' example and they, in turn, will be blessed. In the, in the teen season, we must communicate as parents the importance of godly friends. Proverbs 13, verse 20, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And so the teen season is a season in which your children will make more and more friends on their own. Friends that you as a parent may not know too well at school through other activities this is also the season when when peer pressure is high on the teens to have lots of friends and to be thought well of by all these friends and so it's very important to communicate with your teenagers concerning their friends now according to this verse in proverbs there are wise friends and foolish friends and your teen needs to be able to distinguish or discern between these two kinds of friends, those who are godly and wise and those who are foolish. And not every friend who goes to church and claims to be a Christian is necessarily wise. And so this is an extremely important area of the teen season, their choice of friends. The wrong friends can undo all of your parenting up to this point. So make this a major area of communication. So in the teen years, you're giving your child more and more freedom to make their own decisions, but you're constantly communicating with them. 
you're firm with them. You still discipline your children. Now we're going to talk more about that next Sunday. It's not the same as when you, you discipline a, a, uh, a preteen, uh, pre-teenage, no, what is that's even a word, is it a pre-teenager? Um, maybe it is. Uh, it's different, but you still discipline in different ways. You're firm with them when they're not following godly counsel. But you see, at this stage, if your child has a relationship with Jesus Christ and they're walking with God, your teen should listen to counsel that's backed by God's word because you're on the same page. It's the authority for both of your lives. And so you have a common authority. The areas where God's word does not speak clearly, then there obviously is more freedom for them to make their own choices and decisions. The teen years then lead to the young adult season, uh, represented by orange in our funnel. And the young adult season is the season of 19 and above. It's generally being the college years. And so the key principle in the young adult season for parenting is to counsel them with respect. Uh, this is the last season when your child will be at home and or dependent on you financially. And so you're preparing them in this season to establish their own homes and to make their own godly decisions. Three areas of counsel for young adults. First of all, counsel on avoiding ungodly relationships. 2 Corinthians 6.14, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? And so the young adult season is a season when a young adult becomes ready to find a spouse. And finding a spouse is the most important decision in life uh, after becoming a believer. Becoming a believer is the most important decision. Finding a, a partner, a life partner, a marriage partner is the next most important decision. And so you must clearly counsel your child according to God's word that they should only marry a committed believer in Jesus Christ, preferably a spirit-filled believer. And so as that is the goal, we recommend dating or courting should only be done with believers with the goal to determining whether marriage is God's will. The concept of some people call missionary dating where a believer dates an unbeliever with the goal of winning them to Christ is unbiblical and most commonly leads to disaster. Uh, and it's According to this verse, it's being unequally yoked with an unbeliever. You're dating an unbeliever, hoping they're going to be saved. Counsel your young adults on avoiding ungodly relationships. Secondly, counsel on growing in God. First John 2.14, I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Again, this is the time of study. It's a time of college. It's a time of intense uh, concentration on schooling. So it's important to guide your young adult to continue growing in God. The temptation is to let the business of the season, business of going to school, the rigor of their studies cause their commitment to God to wane at this important time. And so counsel your young adults when they're at college to get involved with the believers group on campus to be a witness to their fellow students. Make sure your child continues to be part of a Bible-believing church. Uh, this is actually, I don't have the statistics, but this is the season when many young adults who are raised in church fall away from the church. Uh, this should not be. 
And so as parents, make it your goal to make sure they continue with their personal spiritual growth. They continue to read their Bible and pray each and every day and maintain relationships with other believers. Now, as we've said before, this is the season in which young adults typically look for a lifelong mate. So it's essential that they're close to and hearing from God at this important time in their lives because they're making this the second most important decision in their life. They need to hear from God, which leads us to the final counseling on marriage. Genesis 2.24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And so when your young adult finds the believing spouse that God has for them, they will, when they marry them, leave the authority of their parents and establish their own home and establish their own family. And so during the dating, courtship, and engagement, as parents, we continue our counsel to them with regard to the upcoming marriage. Keep the communication lines open. After marriage, your son or daughter, as they establish their own home and family, will be making their own decisions. But uh, they still should honor uh, their parents. They still should listen to godly counsel as well. So in this last young adult season, it's important that your child develop all the skills and prepare for the next season of establishing their own home and family. Some may stay at home uh, after college as singles for a time as they work and continue seeking the spouse that God has for them, but continue to direct and counsel, dis discuss and counsel them as the Lord directs. So today we talked about these parenting seasons from preschool to preteens to teens and finally young adults. And it seems like we just raced through it. I mean, there's so much more that could be said on each one of these seasons. But the key principle that's helped us is, is this principle of parenting within a funnel, moving from the most direction and the least freedom at a young age to the most freedom at the young adult stage. Now, assuming your child becomes a believer in the preteen season, your desire for them and their desires for themselves and their future should be the same. It should be uh, parents and children should both desire for the child to follow God's plan for their lives. As I said before, you and your child should have a common authority. The common authority is God's Word. You should have a common guide, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should be speaking to the parents. The Holy Spirit should be speaking to the children. And so if you're both hearing from God, if you're both basing your decisions on God's Word, there should be harmony in your discussions and your decisions. So I can't really close without mentioning the importance of prayer. Somehow that should have been weaved in at every season. Parents praying for their children, children praying for their parents. You know, children, you should pray for your parents. Your parents need your prayers as well. And parents and children praying together is important in every season. A family that prays together will stay together in God's will. To become a believer, and this, what I've talked about today is, is basically assuming parents are believers, uh, both husband and wife are believers, children are being led to become believers in this preteen age. To become a believer is 
not difficult. Simply admit that you've sinned, that you've done wrong things. Even a young child understand the difference between right and wrong. You can understand what sin is. Believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, that our sins might be forgiven, that we don't have to bear the punishment for our sins He did, and committing our lives to following Him as our Lord and Savior. And most children from, at least I was saved at the age of four, most children by the age of six can understand those concepts. Uh, doesn't mean if they don't make that decision at age six, but sometime in the preteen years is important for children to make the decision to follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so this morning, if you're here today, you've never made this decision, I'd encourage you to pray along with me in a minute. Perhaps you'd like to recommit your life to the Lord this morning, and I'd encourage you to do that as well. So let's bow our heads now, and we're going to pray together. Father, today I admit that I've done wrong things, that I've sinned. Just pray along with me in your mind. But I believe that Jesus died on the cross, that my sins might be forgiven. He rose from the dead three days later. And I commit my life to following him as my Lord and Savior. Forgive my sins. Give me new life. Help me to live as your child from this day forward. In Jesus' name. And for those who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, today we thank you for the gift of children and the privilege of raising and training them to follow you. We pray that you give every parent here wisdom at each stage in their children's growth to teach them what they need to know to follow your plan for their lives. God, we pray that each child would, would have the heart to receive and follow the godly instructions and counsel of their parents, no matter what age they are. God, we pray that as parents we'd provide a godly example of what you desire us to be as parents and what you desire our families to be. We pray for your guidance, God, in, in each child finding a believing spouse, the one that you have picked out for them to begin a new family and raise their children according to your word. God, we pray that the principles we're learning here with respect to raising Physical children uh, would also help us in raising mature spiritual children as well. Thank you for the guidance of your Holy Spirit in our families, with the parents, and with the children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.